You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. In cooperation with the American Medical Association Foundation and in association with the Pfizer Medical Humanities Initiative, ReachMD is proud to bring you the following interview with Dr. Subramaniam Balasubramaniam, recipient of the Dr. Nathan Davis International Award in Medicine from the 2008 AMA Foundation Excellence in Medicine Awards, held March 31st in Washington, D.C. Your host for the interview is Dr. Mark Kina. Dr. Bala, congratulations on your award, and thank you for speaking today with ReachMD. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it. Dr. Bala, you've been credited as the father of emergency medical services in India. You saw the need, and through your efforts, EMS became established. Tell us about growing up in Sri Lanka and how that affected your outlook to pursue the establishment of emergency medical services. Now, I saw you wince, as I mentioned, father of emergency medical services. Can you tell us how it resonates with you to be perceived in this light? Well, first I'll answer about growing up in Sri Lanka. I was in Sri Lanka till my till I finished high school, and I, it was a beautiful experience. In that country, it was known as the Pearl of the Indian Ocean by the British, and it truly was. And now it's different. Then I, my, we moved back to India, and I completed my college and my under, undergraduate, uh, as well as my medical school and postgraduate training in one of the leading institutions in the country. Now, in answer to your question of father of EMS, you know, I'm very honored and thrilled. And I hope that we continue doing what we have started doing and finishing it. And I'm sure it's going to happen. And I'm very honored to be, uh, to be cited by those people in India. That gives me, uh, let's say, more motivation. And it's like a shot in the arm. Keep going. Don't stop. When did you know you wanted to go to medical school and where did you attend? I think till I was about 19 or so, halfway through my undergraduate, I wanted to be a lawyer. Then it became very clear, if you need independence and if you need what you want to do, medicine was the profession. You go into medicine, you can always do law. But once you do law, to do medicine is tough. Go into medicine, you can always be a tennis player or a polo swimmer or whatever it is. So that stimulated me. And once I got into that, I studied in a place called Christian Medical College, Valore, which is the leading institution in the country. And what was impressive was, I was going to mention that tonight, we had a college song and the motto was, not to gain but to give be your motto. And our professors, I saw, they really, by example, did that. And I suppose when you're a youngster, you see what is going on, and it sort of subconsciously goes into your mind. You know, you're, you're not thinking about it. And like you say, it's an, medicine gives you an opportunity to service, which no other profession does. And when did I want to do emergency medicine in India? I'm a trauma surgeon. I was in this country when emergency medical system was in its infancy. I've seen it grow here. I've seen all the pains we had over the last 20 years. I was program director, chairman of a department, etc. So when we, when my two sons graduated, left home, and we had the so-called emptiness syndrome, I was able to look outside a little bit because I had a little more time. You didn't have to go and go to scouting, etc. <laughs> and then I found that in 2000, 
Also, the World Bank did a study in India which had the highest death rate due to automobile accidents in the world. That sent a shiver down my spine. And people told me, we got to do something about it. So that started the program. And I said, I've already gone through a training process in this country of setting up EMS programs, because I did the trauma centers in Los Angeles, etc. So why not I take this knowledge and skill and transform it there? And it was easy, because India has knowledge and skill. We always, I was always skeptical, will it have the resources? Okay, I found out that the resources also are there. You just have to convince the people. This is the way to do it. Then they bought into the system. And then the rest was easy. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to a special interview from the 2008 AMA Foundation Excellence in Medicine Awards on ReachMD XM157. Your host is Dr. Mark Kina, and speaking with him today is the 2008 Dr. Nathan Davis International Award in Medicine recipient, Dr. Subramaniam Bala Subramaniam. Dr. Bala, you worked closely with personnel from the states in designing a system for India. Can you describe the cooperation between the U.S. and Indian personnel and the challenges in bringing a version of the U.S. system to India? Challenges in India was in the initial stages. Some of them came from bureaucratic administrators who felt what was India was needed was to take care of basic stuff like infectious disease, etc., they thought EMS system was something sophisticated that exists in the Western countries. But at the same time, I would say there was industrial revolution going on in India, which is continuing now. They were building national highways, which compares to the best in this country. So I had to tell them, actually, in one meeting, I said, if you can build the best roads in the world, why not the best emergency medical services? that hit home. So that was the only challenge I could see to convince them. And after that, you know, public-private partnerships, many of the major private groups like Satyam Computers, they are equivalent to Microsoft in this country, Hinduja Hospital Group, huge hospital groups, some of the major private universities, they joined. And very soon we found the public sector also wanted to join into the system. So the question was convincing them that this will save lives and showing them it saves lives. Then there was no more argument. You mentioned the moment that you heard of the Indian automobile crash statistics as somewhat of a catalyst for you. What advice would you give to practitioners, especially medical students, looking for the means to accomplish their own personal goals in medical practice? Yeah, that's a good question because when you're looking back, when you're in medical school and when you're doing your residency, it's important that you complete that, you stay focused on that, okay? Once you finish that, each physician, at least in my, I think so, has one, comes to a, a bifurcation on the road and the career. Do they want to go into academic medicine, full-time academic medicine, or do you want to go into practice? I chose to go into full-time academic medicine. Once you go into academic medicine, not that full-time practice won't allow you, it gives you a choice because you're not spending all your time in direct patient care. You're doing teaching, you're doing research, and you also look for other opportunities in the career. So that gives you a little bit of time space. And the next question is, after your career, you will have to focus on your family. 
So as your family grows up, then you stay focused in that, whatever the needs are. So once you start having emptiness syndrome, suddenly you find a little more time you got. Okay, I mean, I make three, four trips a year to India. I wouldn't have been able to do when my kids were young. Okay, and then I have to. My wife is a physician. She has been a strong supporter. That makes life easier because they understand what you're doing and can be part of the whole. So. My advice to young career to young physicians: finish your medical school, finish your residency, stay focused on that, do the best you can. Once you rise to the top, you will have ample opportunity to do what you want to do. It's no question about that. You travel back and forth to India frequently. How does it make you feel if you're out and you see an ambulance speeding past to see your initiative at work and to see the impact of what you envisioned? That's the best satisfaction in life you can get. Like uh, I reminded of what Mahatma Gandhi said: If you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. So that's the biggest satisfaction in the world you can get. I mean, when you watch, standing at a side, not identifying yourself, and somebody else praises the system, which has happened to me. I pretend I don't know anything about it. I question the layman. You know, sitting in the airport, I had this and all. I said, "Oh yeah, I asked them what happened. Tell me more about it. Oh, this last two, three years, things have changed for the good." I said, "Okay, that's great." So I think that's what the medical profession does. Whether you treat one patient or you treat hundred patients, that satisfaction you get, no other profession can give you. And what does winning the 2008 Dr. Nathan Davis International Award in Medicine mean to you? No, I'm very honored to have this award, not only for my personal thing, but it recognizes the work that has been done so far. And I believe this would be a shot in the arm for us to keep going, because now you have our own peers, which is the American Medical Association, recognizing the work we have done so far. And I think that's this is a big milestone, and I'm sure both the people in this country who have helped me and those in India. When they hear about this award, they're thrilled. So I'm grateful to Amy to have done this. Can you expand on the differences in need that you experienced during your time, both here in the U.S. and in India? Again, that's a very good question. Basically, knowledge and skill are the same. The needs may be slightly different. Like here, like in India, let's say the needs are more for basic stuff, from starting from immunization. To infectious disease, etc. However, India is no longer a third world country. It's rapidly developing, and so it's having all the needs that this country has. So, what did I gain here in this country? When I look back, I was already had done my postgraduate surgical training in India before I came here. I learned a lot about trauma because I had not seen a gunshot wound in my life till I came to Chicago. Nor a knife wound. So trauma was something I learned very new, you know, personal interventional trauma, which I. So that was something I knew. But more than that, what I learned in this country was, and I think that's the success of this country or medicine in this country, is the system setup. It's well organized from top to bottom. People are not afraid to question the system. People are not afraid to accept. That there is a deficiency and make the change rapidly. That's what we did with EMS. We introduced the system. Okay, 
there was no problems in linking all the pieces together, but getting together under one system, that is what I think we were able to transfer back to India. And they're learning it quickly. So the system set up, which I think is the best in, in the world when it comes to medicine in this country, though we might all have concerns all along, you'll hear that, but still the system is the best in the world. So that's what I learned. How did it happen? How does it work? What are the checks and balances? What are the standards of care? That is what we need. Dr. Bala, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Congratulations again on your award. You have been listening to a special interview from the 2008 AMA Foundation Excellence in Medicine Awards on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to or download this program, please visit ReachMD.com and register with the promotion code AMAF.